Good morning, Orlando. Wednesday morning at the top of the 6 o'clock hour. Delighted you've joined us for our first check of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning a Syrian chemical attack kills dozens, and the Pulse gunman's wife will not fight extradition to Florida. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. Rice, the Susan variety, leaving a bad taste in the butt man's mouth this morning. How about you? And the Trump train on a major roll, all next on Good Morning Orlando. Good Wednesday morning. It's 6.01 on News Radio 1025. The U.N. Security Council will be briefed today on the chemical weapons attack in Syria. A meeting of the 15-member council was requested by France and Britain, who blamed Syrian President Bashar al-Assad for Tuesday's attack that killed over 80 people. The Syrian military has denied responsibility and said it would never use chemical weapons. Russia says the attack was the result of gas leaking from the rebels' own chemical weapons depot after it was hit by Syrian government airstrikes. A human rights group says the dead include 11 children. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A story Bud is going to be talking about right after this newscast is Susan Rice saying the claim that intelligence was used for political purposes is, quote, absolutely false, end quote. In an exclusive interview on MSNBC, the former Obama national security advisor claims she has never leaked any classified information and never would. She did say that it is, quote, possible the Trump team was picked up in incidental surveillance, but she never tried to unmask those identities in the name of politics. She said unmasking is not uncommon when it's relevant. She also denied she ever released a spreadsheet containing names of Trump officials caught up in surveillance of foreign officials and agents. She called President Trump's accusation that then-President Obama ordered Trump Tower wiretapped absolutely false. Yeah, we're going to get into this more here in a moment. I'll tell you where I think this is headed and what needs to be done with one Susan Rice. Coming up, Deb. Noor Salman won't fight her extradition back to Florida to stand trial. Salman, who's in jail in California where she was arrested, has waived her right to a hearing on the extradition order and will be returned to Orlando where she'll stand trial, accused of aiding her husband, the gunman in the Pulse nightclub massacre. Prosecutors say Salman knew about her husband's plan and could have prevented it. Authorities say the gunman killed 49 people during the assault last June 12th at the Pulse nightclub before being killed by police. No word on when Salmon will be brought back to Florida. The governor has transferred 22 potential death cases to an outside prosecutor because the state attorney in Orlando won't pursue the death penalty anymore. But Maitland State Representative Bob Cortez says that's not enough. He wants Aramis Ayala removed from her elected office. By not reviewing each case based on the aggravated circumstances and her blanket statement of not seeking death penalty cases moving forward, I believe this is a neglect of duty. And she either must resign or the governor must suspend her and appoint someone in her place. Cortez says none of this would be happening if Ayala had not been honest about not pursuing the death penalty. He says if she just kept quiet about it. Uh, Again, he says if she had done it on a case-by-case basis without any announcement, Cortez says there's nothing they could have done. Meanwhile, Brad King, the state attorney for the Fifth Judicial Circuit who replaced Ayala, has filed paperwork signaling his intent to pursue the death penalty in the Marquis Lloyd case as it relates to the killing of Orlando Police Lieutenant Deborah Clayton. 
And finally, advertisers are bailing on Bill O'Reilly's Fox News program over sexual harassment allegations. At least 22 companies' latest count, including Mercedes-Benz, BMW, Hyundai, and Allstate, have pulled their ads from the top-rated The O'Reilly Factor. Recent reports say that $13 million in settlements were paid out to five women who said O'Reilly sexually harassed or verbally abused them. We talked about it yesterday. Some folks weren't happy that we brought it up here, but uh, this is exploding, this story. Fox and O'Reilly have got a big problem, and I've got some ideas on what they need to do and fast. Coming up, we'll get into this in one hour right here on Good Morning Orlando Day. Always a busy morning, bud. WFLA News Time at 6.05. Check out News Radio 1025 WFLA's 50,000 watt front porch contest. It's a, a chance for you to design our logo, get some great prizes, and some bragging rights. You can get the details at 1025wfla.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continu- starts now. News. Weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. More on the contest to design the 50,000 watt front porch as you see it in your mind coming up. The prizes are incredible. The contest runs all month. Yaffe in the control room. I've got to tell you, it's been years, a couple anyway, since I've driven in worse weather and harder rain than yesterday. And then I was getting hailed on. Yeah, that was. We had quarter-size hail in Castleberry yesterday afternoon, golf-size hail, like out in Mount Dora, Lake County. It was unbelievable, the weather. really was. I mean, I couldn't believe it. People were down to 15 miles an hour on the main drag in Tuscawilla, and I was not in my Lincoln. I was in my old convertible with a 10-year-old top that's about to go. I said, what happens if the hail shreds the top? What well, happens then? You get I'll a bump be, on the head. I'll be pelted to death and drown in my own car? <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Someone would, would, would you have done a short item on the news this morning for me, Deb? If oh, bud man. <laughs> 20 seconds anyway. I mean, it would have been like, <laughs> yeah. it been like the third story behind exactly. all these stuff. But it would have been there. It would have been there. It would have come after the big story of the day. Oh, it was wild out there, wasn't it, gang? You know what I noticed? Because I, I live closer to Maitland, so I didn't get the hail that you got yesterday afternoon. But what I I did experience was I had a meeting yesterday afternoon at the mustard seat of Central Florida yeah. at 12:30. When I arrived there, it was so hot and humid, the air was so still. Yeah. Literally an hour later, I lived 5 minutes away. I got home, opened my car door, and thought, wait a minute, I turned the car off. Where's this cool air coming yeah, from? Yeah, it was crazy. I couldn't believe how much the temperature had dropped in one hour. The downdrafts from it all the storms really, around you, whether you got hit or not. It was cool, yeah. it was cool air. Oh, so man. it was crazy. Um, luckily, we're not, I mean, we had tornadoes in Marion County yesterday yeah. as well. Uh, we uh, Today, it's just record heat. Unbelievable. And, and then are you still sticking with the idea that at nighttime on the weekend it could be cool enough to get some areas into the 40s? Yes, we're Woo! looking at it's unbelievable considering yeah. if this was a cold front, how are we going to reach 95 today? Yeah, I can't imagine. And yet on Saturday morning, Sunday morning, we could be looking at, like you said, bud, upper 40s. Yeah. Daytime highs only in the mid-70s. Well, stay tuned. Traffic, weather, and news talk and everything, it's all a part of the package here on Good Morning Orlando. The Deb Meister back with the news whenever it breaks top and bottom of the hour. Yaffe Run on the show in the control room. We're going to get into the bad taste in my mouth from Rice, the Susan variety, here in a moment and see whether you agree with me when we hear from her. It's Good Morning Orlando, the Wednesday edition for the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. We'll have this and Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you in just two minutes, so buckle up and hang on here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I know you can't stomach 
watching MSNBC. So I take one for for Team WFLA and Good Morning Orlando, and I watch it for you. I can barely tolerate liberal ancient anchor Andrea Mitchell. But she had the exclusive with Susan Rice, who was looking for friendly turf, and she found it with Andrea Mitchell yesterday. And uh, let's listen to a little bit of what the former National Security Advisor for Obama said about all of this that we just set up in the headline. The allegation is that somehow uh, Obama administration officials uh, utilized intelligence for political purposes. That's absolutely false. There were occasions when I would receive a report in which uh, a U.S. person was referred to. Name not provided, just U.S. person. And sometimes in that context, in order to understand the importance of the report and assess its significance, it was necessary to find out or request the information as to who that U.S. official was. I leaked nothing to nobody and never have and never would. Yaffe, did she ever go to English class? Is there a grammar problem there? I never leaked nothing to nobody? What is that? Uh, uh. What is that, street talk or something? (laughs) What the heck was uh, that? A lot of people say that nowadays. but right. um, So she's spewing all of this stuff out there. But wait a minute. Where did she suddenly acquire all of this knowledge about what she did or didn't do and what her motivations were or were not when two weeks ago on NPR she said this? I know nothing about this. I was surprised to see uh, reports from uh, Chairman Yunus on that uh, count today. All right. You know what they need to do, Yaffe? The House and the Senate intel committees need to subpoena her and put her under oath to testify and get to the bottom of exactly what she was really up to, why she was doing this. Too many unanswered questions. She's a certified liar on Benghazi trying to pass it off to us on the Sunday shows, the the um, the terrorist attack in Benghazi who took the four American lives, including our ambassador, um, claiming that it, it all arose out of uh, anti-Muslim sentiment toward a, uh, a a video, okay, when they knew it was a terrorist attack. She's a certified liar. My fear is if they put her under oath before one of these committees, she'll take the Fifth Amendment a la Lois Lerner. What do you think needs to happen here, and what's your take on Susan Rice? And she is leaving a very bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I agree. The only way to get to the bottom of this, if we can, is to put her under oath. But like you said, she can either take the fifth or she can just lie like she's done in the past. There's a good chance that she will do that in the past. She made a lot of convenient excuses yesterday. I want to know what was the national security threat to unmask these names, because that was the excuse she gave yesterday. So what was the threat? If it was such a big threat that she had to unmask these names, what could it have possibly been? Yeah, I agree. I think the Obama regime, and I think it came from the top, whether Obama actually said, you go do this, or whether it was a wink and a nod and plausible deniability and all of that kind of stuff, she just exactly knew what her boss and her buddy Obama really wanted. He was paranoid about what was going on with Donald Trump when it looked like he was going to win the nomination Figure out what they're doing, you know, make it look like it has to do with legitimate intelligence gathering uh, of foreign operatives, et cetera, et cetera. Get what you can. And that this thing went on and on and on. She did say that there was no direct 
intelligence collection of anybody in Trump Tower. Remember what Trump said, that Obama was wiretapping me there, okay? But she says it's possible that communications between Trump and the rest of the gang there in Trump Tower uh, were intercepted if they happened to be talking to foreigners, but there was no such collection or surveillance on Trump Tower or Trump individuals. When she says I didn't do anything for political purposes, that's a little bit too vague and a little bit too broad for me, political purposes, Yaffe. Yeah, but she basically admitted that it was possible that she she did the unmasking, which, I mean, that's a big story in itself. CNN and other places tried to ignore it, but she admitted it yesterday. They're telling people it's a bogus fake story by conservatives. Yeah. It's a distraction from the whole Russia scandal with Trump connections and collusion that they imagine. And uh, telling people not to pay any attention to it, and they're not running it. It's absolutely outrageous what they're doing. I agree. You know, I've said before, Yaffe, that trying to keep up with everything going on in the young Trump administration is like, you know, not drinking from a garden hose is like drinking from a fire hose. It just keeps on coming at you. Boy, and never more so than in the last 24 hours. Listen to what's going on here. Trump and his vice president, Pence, and others are working with conservatives in the House of Representatives to come up with another health care plan. They want to bring it back. Trump thinks he can get a vote in another week. Uh, Some in the House are saying slow down. Uh, They want to placate the Freedom Caucus, some of the uh, conservatives and moderates who had a problem with the original bill, which was a bad bill. At any rate, um, sources say that the changes in the bill would include giving governors at the state level the power to opt out of certain regulations on the health insurance industry that are part of the original Obamacare law. Stay tuned on that. What else is going on? Yesterday was a deadline for bids on the wall along the Mexican border. Some of these ideas are really interesting. Are you ready? We're not going to know who gets the deal and gets the job until the 1st of June or so. One of the bids includes solar panels on the top of the wall all along the way to provide electricity for lighting, for sensors and patrol stations. And then you can sell the uh, electricity from the solar to utilities and cover the cost of building the wall over a 20-year period. That's pretty creative. And to stop the drug cartels from digging underneath the wall and bringing their illicit drugs into this country despite the wall, somebody else is proposing that we bury the nation's nuclear waste, 100 feet down under the wall, Yaffe. That way, if an illegal gets through, they glow in the dark and you can find them on the first try. (laughs) Oh, man. No, I'm not kidding. I mean, it it just keeps on going. And then there's this. Illegal immigration fell 67% uh, over the same time last year. And I I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that people know things aren't going to fare well for them if they break into our country under the Trump administration. But these things ebb and flow. We still need the wall. Oh, well, yeah. If if Trump's not enforcing the laws and not going to actually build a wall, it could definitely pick back up. But I agree with you. They probably heard Trump in the campaign, and they're probably like, I'm not going to take the chance. There you go. Now, on the issue of... um, Uh, vetting these people coming in from these countries in the Middle East, okay? The courts have got the uh, ban tied up in these six countries right now, which is outrageous. I think if it goes to the Supreme Court, that Trump will be the winner there under his constitutional powers to protect the American people against threats. But at any rate, um, he's reviewing ways to enact his extreme vetting practices. According to the Wall Street Journal, they are evaluating on whether or not to require foreign nationals visiting the United States to divulge cell phone contacts and passwords for social media. 
and to find out what these people are really all about. And we're talking about even people who would just come here to visit from nations that are friendly to us, like France and Germany, because you never know who's within that population. Um, could be some real constitutional issues there. I don't know. We'll see. But if you think that the Trump administration's coming apart at the seams and imploding or whatever, and if you watch CNN or the likes of MSNBC, Yaffe, that's what you would think every day they run with the chaos and how nothing's working for them, uh, I would say otherwise. And it's unbelievable what's going on all at the same time. I know. It's always amazing to me how the left will say, the Trump administration is such a disaster. And I try to point out, why? What exactly have they done other than maybe some crazy tweets? No, it's a disaster because they're not doing what the left wants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that, that's really you know? what it is. You're exactly right on that. Man, oh man. Talk about drinking out of a fire hose. It just keeps on coming and keep it up, Mr. President and company. Turning it over right now to uh, Deborah Roberts, who's alongside me on the 50,000-watt front porch for our news update at the bottom of the 6 o'clock hour. Deb? Thank you, uh, Bud. Russia says Tuesday's chemical attack in Syria was the fault of anti-government rebels. Russia's defense ministry is saying the poisonous gas attack that killed over 80 people, including 11 children in northern Syria, was the result of gas leaking from the rebels' own chemical weapons depot after it was hit by Syrian government airstrikes. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump meets with Jordan's King Abdullah II at the White House today. The two leaders are expected to talk about the Israeli-Palestinian peace process and the ongoing fight against ISIS. Trump has signaled he'd like to see peace in the Middle East and has tasked his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, with getting it done. Meanwhile, ISIS says the U.S. is, quote, being run by an idiot, end quote. In its first remarks referring to President Donald Trump since the election, the terror group released a statement blasting the U.S. Without mentioning Trump by name, a recording by an ISIS spokesman says America's demise is evident in that, quote, you are being run by an idiot who does not know what Syria or Iraq or Islam is. Trump made defeating ISIS a priority of his campaign and presidency. Wow. I know. That's the first words we've heard from him, huh? First words. Yeah. It's so interesting. I, I just never expect to hear with when it comes to terrorist organizations that they have spokesmen and yeah. release recordings. It's They almost try to be legitimate. Yeah, almost. Almost. Lots of luck. Yeah, n- not getting it here. <laughs> Back in the Sunshine State, this is, a, this is a sad story, but 100 years later, politicians in Tallahassee are finally apologizing to the survivors of the old reformatory in Mariana called the Dozier School for Boys. Bryant Middleton fought in Vietnam as an Army Ranger, but it's Dozier that haunts him 58 years later. I would rather go back to the jungles of Vietnam. I would rather go back into battle than to spend a day at Mariana. Senator Darrell Rousen says the state can never make it up to the boys who were tortured, raped, and killed at Dozier, but it can remember them. These types of atrocities and tragedies should never occur again. The Dozier bill calls for the creation of two memorials to victims of the reformatory. The bodies that were exhumed from unmarked graves will also be returned for reburial. And a public school district in Massachusetts is using drones to make sure students are where they're supposed to be. Western Mass News reports the unmanned aircraft have been used for school safety and security purposes for several months. One school safety truancy supervisor says the drone usage has served as a deterrent for students using drugs near the school. Well, okay. I guess if they're going after it on the drug front, maybe I see some merit there. Otherwise, 
too That's much a slippery snooping. slope. I think it is. It's you a know, slippery it's too much slope. Big brother. Absolutely. You know, for me. I agree with that. Finally, in sports, the Magic have now lost five straight games for the first time this season. It happened last night in Cleveland, 122 to 102. And you can get all of these stories and more at 1025wfla.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now. Thank you, Deb. Indeed, we do continue from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com as we go live to New York City in the Bloomberg Newsroom and bring in Gina Cervetti, who has the daily Bloomberg Business Report for us. Gina, good morning to you. Bud, good morning to you. What do you got? Well, we have stock futures. A little change this morning after yesterday on Wall Street. Stocks didn't move a whole lot, but it was a higher close. Banks and retailers slipped a bit. Energy companies rose with oil prices. And the Dow was up 39 points to 20,689. The S&P added a point to 2360. The Nasdaq was up 4 to 58.99. And we have crude this morning still marching up a little bit here. It's at $51.49 a barrel. And what do you and your teammates up there at Bloomberg have? Have your eyes on that might be coming down the pike today and the rest of the week, Gina. Well, we have some important economic reports to watch for today. We get ADP's count of private payrolls for March. That's ahead of the jobs report Friday. We get the March reading on the wide-ranging services part of the U.S. economy. And the Fed releases the minutes from its most recent meeting. We have earnings today from Walgreens, Monsanto, and Bed Bath & Beyond. You know, Panera Bread is a big-time player. We've got Panera Bread everywhere here, and they're very, very popular, and across the country as well. Mm -hmm. You've got some big news on Panera this morning. We're seeing the shares surging this morning. They're up about 12% with the news that JAB Holding, which is based in Europe, is buying the chain in a deal valued at around $7.5 billion. JAB Holding already owns other brands that you know, bud, including Krispy Kreme, Keurig Green Mountain, Stumptown Coffee Roasters, and Pete's Coffee and Tea. I don't care if they buy Panera as long as they don't jack up the price of the pick two. You know, I love that. <laughs> I love the pick two. <laughs> yeah, me too. couple of giants in the corporate world are uh, getting together. Let's talk about the NFL and Amazon. Yeah. This coming NFL season, you'll be able to stream Thursday night games through Amazon's Prime video subscription service. Now that the online retail giant has paid $50 million for the rights to show 10 NFL games live, you can still see them on the broadcast TV channels. But sure. Short-term digital agreements like this are part of the NFL strategy leading up to 2021 when the traditional broadcast agreements begin to expire. Most interesting, and we'll follow that for sure. Electric planes in closing this morning on the Bloomberg Scope. What's going on? Boeing and JetBlue are teaming up to invest in a startup that's developing an electric-powered airplane. The startup is called Zunum Aero. It's designing and building 10 to 50-seater planes for trips of 700 miles initially and as much as 1,000 miles by 2030. The project falls under Boeing's Horizon X division, and that's its new venture capital arm. We could see the first of these planes in three years. Boy, that's a fascinating innovation. Always great talking with you, Gina. We learned so much. Gina Cervetti with the Daily Bloomberg Business Report live from New York City. Catch you tomorrow morning, Gina. All right. Thanks, bud. Have a great day. Absolutely will. Right now, I need help from you parents who are driving your kids to school. This is why I've positioned this segment exactly at this point in the show, because I want you to tell me how you feel about a couple of pieces of legislation moving through the session in Tallahassee right now, and I want you to grade them. A couple of ideas for schools. One is the so-called Schools of Hope, which I'll explain. 
and legislation that would give some relief from all the mandated standardized testing that teachers and students have to prepare for and endure. Stay tuned. I need your help on this one. Our number is 407-916-5400. Our text line, 23680. That and Orlando's news, weather and traffic for you in only two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFL. Let me summarize a couple of pieces of legislation that are getting pushed hard in Tallahassee right now. We have 115 failing public schools in the state of Florida. I mean the really bad ones year after year. D or F rated uh, three years or more. This is, We're talking 77,000 students, mostly minority students, black and Hispanic, in inner cities around the state of Florida. And uh, we keep on throwing money at these schools, and nothing seems to improve. So now Republicans in the House have decided to try something else and establish uh, a charter school-type model for um, what they call schools of hope. They want to set aside $200 million of our taxpayer money this fiscal year in Florida and make it available to the best of the best charter schools in the entire country who can come in here and set up shop near one of these failing schools and establish a school of hope that offers a better education. Is this just throwing money down a different rat hole, or is this the solution? 407-916-5400. Where are you, moms and dads, on schools of hope for um, an alternative possibility for kids trapped where they live and destined to go to these failing schools that are called failure factories by their critics? Do we want to go down this route? Is this money wisely spent or not? And then there is this. A piece of legislation in the Florida Senate that is moving along right now, and I have mixed feelings about this, that if it was passed would require school districts to begin testing later in the year, eliminate requirements on four end-of-course tests in high school, civics, U.S. history, geometry, and algebra, allow students who do well enough on college entrance tests and other advanced exams to skip some state tests. Don't know how this is going to fly in the House I'm torn between the fact that every time I talk to a teacher or a student on or off the air in a Florida public school, they talk about we got to get some relief to just teaching from the test. It's too much. That's all we do. We need less mandatory testing. The other side of that is how do we establish accountability that a student knows what a student is going to need to know to move to the next level academically and ultimately to be a functioning adult in society capable of holding down a good job? So what about it? The less testing legislation, the schools of hope alternative to failing public schools. Moms and dads, you're closer to the public education system in Florida than I am. I, have, I see the upside and the downside on both of these proposals. I'd like to know where you stand. 407-916-5400, and so is the rest of the audience, I guarantee you. So join us right now. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. You always come through, and I appreciate how many calls and text messages we have on these two pieces of legislation moving their way through the legislative session up in Tallahassee. Not sure either one of them is going to ultimately make it, but they are important to consider. Uh, One of them would reduce the amount of mandatory testing uh, in our schools. 
Um, and, and I like that on one level. The other level, I, I have a concern about it. Well, what about accountability? How do we know kids really know what they're supposed to know to move on? And then there are the schools of hope. They want to set aside $200 million um, and bring in the best charter school operators in America into the state of Florida, let them tap into that fund to set up alternative schools in these inner-city neighborhoods where there's a chronically failing school to give these kids an alternative and a better education. And um, is that money well spent, or are we just throwing it down another rat hole? So let's go to the phones and begin with Devin here in Winter Garden joining the Bud Man. Devin, good morning to you. Good morning, Bud. What do you think? Hey, um, I've got two kids that, well, they, they were both in public schools, but I pulled one of them out, and I'm homeschooling them because the schools weren't working. Um, and the testing, we didn't have testing when I was coming up. We didn't have testing, all this testing when you were coming up. And we managed to be accountable to, to making sure the kids were learning what they were supposed to learn. So what you're telling Why me is you would, be, you would be a yes vote for the, uh, for the bill for less testing. Absolutely. Thank you, sir, very much. Now, Anne is listening in College Park, joining the Bud Man. Anne, which uh, one of these pieces of legislation are you looking at right now this morning? Well, Bud, I, I just want to say um, either we're going to pay for these children's education now or we're going to pay for it later through the prison system. But a quick question, Bud, yeah. that's sort of off the up. I come from College Park to Lake Nona to work. What's what's happening with your signal now? As soon as you get to know Cozy, you're you're knocked out, and another radio station comes in. Now and tell me, tell me, are you listening? On, are you listening on FM one hundred two five or AM five forty? Yes. One zero two five. Yeah, we're only licensed by the FCC. I wish we had more, but we have so many stations on our group. There are rules on this uh, for a signal that covers the Metro Orlando area, and you get outside the perimeter. Kick it over to okay. AM five forty. You should be okay. The schools okay. of hope. You like the idea, right? Yes, I do, because we need to educate these children now. If we don't, they're going to turn to crime and everything else, and we're going to pay for it later. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I understand where you're coming from. Yaffe, there are those, though, who say $200 million is a lot of money to set aside, and we're just going to throw it down another rat hole because the fact of the matter is the problem stems from these homes and these broken homes and from chronic generational poverty and people who don't know how to be parents, and so their kids don't have a chance by the time they get in school. And no matter what you do, what kind of school you set up, they're still going to fail unless that problem is addressed and somehow solved. Yeah, I'm not as pessimistic as those people. I mean, they make a good point. This is definitely not a fix-all. But, um, yeah, I, th- I, I, I like the plan. What about the text line? What's coming in there? Uh, one person is asking, uh, would they be able to, would the, these schools provide transportation to these students? And would they take all the students? How would that work? I don't see that in any of the legislation that I read through. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. Yeah, uh-huh. that would be another dimension to it. Anyway, we will watch for these pieces of legislation because they are so, so important. Good morning, Orlando. Glad you've joined us here at the top of the 7 o'clock hour on a Wednesday as we update you on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning a Syrian chemical attack kills dozens, and medical marijuana rules are moving through the legislature. We'll have the details in one minute. More bad news, a lot more bad news for Fox and Bill O'Reilly. We'll talk about it next here on Good Morning Orlando. 
Good Wednesday morning. It's 7.03 on News Radio 102.5. The White House is blaming the deadly Syrian chemical weapons attack on former President Obama. White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer said the attack was a, quote, consequence of the past administration's weakness and irresolution, end quote. The attack by the Bashar al-Assad regime killed dozens, including children, in a town in northern Syria. Spicer blamed Obama for establishing a red line against Syria's use of chemical weapons in 2012, but then doing nothing about it. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank. Florida's hometown bank. The state Senate's version of a bill to set up rules for medical marijuana in Florida is advancing. Senate Bill 406 passed through the Health Quality Committee Tuesday and has to go through two more committees before getting to the Senate floor. The bill includes comprehensive tracking of the cannabis from seed to sale. The rules, including input from the Florida Health Department, must be in place by July. But Kim Rivers with True Leave Dispensary says those comprehensive tracking procedures are already in place. And wait till you hear just how comprehensive they really are. Really? Each one of our products is assigned a true number. If there's ever an issue with a particular product, we can go back and tell um, the patient or the Department of Health, law enforcement, exactly what plant that product came from, what nutrients that plant was given, when it was watered, who watered it, when it was harvested. It allows for recall situations. It's very much a patient safety verifier. They weren't kidding when they said they tracked the cannabis from seed to sale. True Leave has dispensaries in Tallahassee, Tampa, and Clearwater and is opening a fourth in Pensacola today. Really interesting. It really is. And they're expecting as more conditions are added with this bill, as the law continues to move through the legislature, they're expecting to open even more dispensaries. Well, 71% of the voters said... They want medical marijuana when they rewrote the thing. I backed it last year as well. As did I. And uh, another health story that had big implications for us here in the Sunshine State and surely will again this year as federal health officials say one in 10 American women infected with the Zika virus when they were pregnant had babies with Zika-related birth defects last year. A report released by the CDC yesterday confirms what it calls indisputable evidence that Zika has a great capacity to cause birth defects, especially in the first three months of pregnancy. Birth defects from Zika include a condition in which the baby's skull and brain are underdeveloped, but others include brain abnormalities, vision problems, hearing loss, and difficulty moving arms and legs. They had a training session in Miami last night with doctors and the Department of Health to debunk myths about the Zika virus and get everyone ready for what is sure to be Another summer with hearing about a lot of locally, God forbid, transmitted cases of Zika, oh, travel-related cases of oh, Zika. Yeah. What, what happens with these little kids it just breaks your heart. Well, and not only that, the other concern, too, but is keep in mind they're even telling men to not have unprotected sex if they've been in right. the Zika zone because there's so much they don't know about Zika. They don't know how, where, how else it can be you know, carried exactly. in the human body. Yeah, so. yeah. And it's frightening. It uh, really what is. What we know is frightening. What we don't know even more so. Even very scary. WFLA News Time at 7.06. Read about the first U.S. city set to see a complete Obamacare collapse at 1025wfla.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Hedinger and Deborah Roberts on News Radio 1025. As we come to you from the Frontgate Realty Studio, just visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Good Wednesday morning, Orlando. We're so excited about our brand-new 50,000-watt porch contest. In your mind's eye, if you can picture what I've called the 50,000-watt front porch where we gather to talk over the issues of the day for all of these years, what it looks like to you when you think of it, 
depict it somehow. Draw it. If you're not an artist, use Photoshop, whatever it takes, and create your image of all of us on the 50,000-watt front porch and enter, and you could win some fabulous prizes. And, boy, i got to tell you, they start with a Cracker Barrel rocker for your porch worth yes. 180 bucks. It's so sweet, but that's not all. You're also going to get a $150 gift certificate to IDC Jewelers, a $100 gift certificate to Sam Sneeds, and the best part of all, a morning sitting in on the 50,000-watt front porch right here in our newly renovated broadcast studio with the Bud Man, Mike Yaffe, call screener Michael, myself. It's fantastic. We'd love to have you on board. So find out all you need to know and how to enter, and Yaffe, you'll tell them how to do that right now, buddy. Will you? Well, yeah, it's pretty easy. Just go to the website, 1025WFLA.com, and click on uh, on the link there. It's right at the front page and uh, tells you just how to do it. Entry deadline, the uh, 30th of August. We're going to draw a winner April. on Tuesday morning show. April. Did I say August? You said August. I'm sorry about that. That's April, all right. April. We'll, uh, we'll draw a winner on Tuesday morning show um, uh, on May 2nd. But enter right now at the website and uh, tell us what you, uh, show us what you think the 50,000-watt front porch um, you know what it sounds like. What's it look like, I guess, is the basic, right? Yeah, an antebellum mansion wraparound porch. You know, some southern mansion, you know. See, I see it, a rustic log cabin in the mountains. I've Do always really? seen it that way, yeah. It's different in my mind. Oh, wow. Always Wait, let me been. let me take a little trip. Yeah, it's, I see it, that it, now. It's Tara for you, huh? I do like that. That All is right. nice. Yeah, well, there you as go. As long as you don't tell me I have a pretty mouth, we're okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a deliverance joke. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know where you're going with that. I'll tell you where I'm going. We're going to delve back into, and Deb, as your time permits, it'll be great to have you on board for a women's perspective. Um, this, this really surprised us how much this has exploded overnight. Now nearly two dozen advertisers have pulled their ads off the O'Reilly factor because of these um, allegations of sexual harassment against the king of cable news, Bill O'Reilly. Um, I've got to tell you, um, I think some things need to happen, and O'Reilly and Fox need to get proactive and fast. We'll see what you think in a moment. We'll give you the latest. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Deb, when we were here yesterday morning, same time on the 50,000 watt front porch, do you recall how many companies had suspended their ads on the O'Reilly Factor? I had only uh, read about two. I thought it was two, and then later on it expanded during the day to 10. It's now up to 22. And counting. And these are big-name major corporations paying top dollar to advertise on the highest-rated show on cable news, and it has been for 15 years, Bill O'Reilly's O'Reilly Factor on Fox. Including like Mercedes-Benz, Hyundai, Allstate. Oh, Bayer, Lexus, Coldwell Banker, Orkin, Mitsubishi. I mean, it goes on and on and on saying that with these um, allegations that have come to light in a New York Times investigation uh, of um, all of these um, women coming forward and claiming sexual harassment at the hands of O'Reilly in, uh, in over many, many years, that uh, Fox News has paid out $13 million uh, in settlements, you know, to keep them quiet. And, uh, and now, now uh, Fox is being hit with charges of racism within its Human Resources Department, they fired somebody that apparently was a problem for minority employees. But back to the O'Reilly situation here, you know, he has said, you know, I've, I've been forced to settle these things because I'm a controversial figure and people come after me, you know, for money and try to essentially extort money from me. He says there's no merit to any of this. Um, but, but, but still, he has said nothing on the air. 
And uh, and and I think at some point here, um, and this has exploded overnight, and a lot of you don't like it that we're talking about it on the air because you think that we're doing the liberals' bidding. Uh, th- th- this is bigger than that, okay? This is bigger than that. These corporations, um, uh, you know, I think politically probably run the gamut. This is serious stuff here. And I think the culture has changed to the point where, you know, people aren't tolerating sexual harassment. It's just business as usual in the workplace anymore. Because consumers, you know, we, we talk with our wallets. And I'm sure a lot of these advertisers have heard from viewers who have said, listen, you know, you, by your continuing to advertise on this program, it kind of shows that, you know, it's a wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of a situation. So it puts the advertisers between a rock and a hard place. But, Bud, you and I, I was completely shocked by that number. I couldn't believe it when I was watching the news this morning before coming in. that, like you said, it had exploded overnight because yesterday I really truly believe that there wasn't going to be a lot of fallout from this, that he wasn't going to suffer. Not a lot of advertisers were going to bail. Less than 24 hours later, it went from two to 22. It's amazing. And I I agree with you. At some point, the higher ups or Bill O'Reilly himself is going to have to address this publicly. I'll tell you what I think Fox and O'Reilly need to do, Uh. but I'd like to know what you think. Or do they just stonewall it and wait for it to all go away? I don't think that will work. If you ran the company, <laughs> what would you do? Let the women wear pants. <laughs> and sleeves. There's Four, a concept. 407-916-5400 on Fox and O'Reilly and the sexual harassment claims here that are now causing the, um, the advertisers to pull out in growing and alarming numbers, and there may be many, many more to come. Um, what would you do? What should they do? 407-916-5400, our text line 23680. You're next. So far, O'Reilly has said nothing on his show, The O'Reilly Factor. He's, you know, posted uh, commentary on, on, his, on his website. I don't think it's enough. I think he's going to have to speak out on this and try to explain it and where he stands, debunk the whole thing. Completely. Somehow they got to explain why $13 million was paid out to these women to keep them quiet and make them go away over many, many years. And and that is not being denied, by the way. I think ultimately what's going to have to happen here is, I mean, I don't I honestly am at the point right now with this. And, and this is hard to imagine that he may not survive this. He may go the way of um, of Roger Ailes off sexual harassment. They showed him the door, and nobody could believe it could happen. If it weren't for his incredible ratings and the cash cow he is for Fox News, O'Reilly would be gone already off this, trust me. Um, But the fact of the matter is, um, when all of these uh, advertisers are pulling their spots, um, you know, he may not be the cash cow he once was. He could be damaged goods. He could damage the entire network, if that's what they conclude. I would say immediately Fox needs to get proactive and bring in somebody everybody would trust as being unbiased on this, maybe a retired head of the um, of the FBI, Louis Freeze, somebody like that, and let them do an independent investigation. And essentially, you know, what they find, they find. And then they move on. Yaffe, I, I don't think they can just stonewall this in claims, well, it's a liberal plot to take down Fox and O'Reilly. I mean, the libs are loving this, but uh, I don't think that they can just stand pat and do nothing now. Well, the problem is money talks, you know. I mean, they can't just keep losing advertisers. Then it defeats the purpose of having his high ratings on the show. Yeah, well, let's go to the uh, phones. Leon, you're up from Orlando, and you've joined uh, all three of us here on the uh, situation with Fox and O'Reilly. What about it? 
Yeah, I think what all of us need to do is uh, start watching the Riley factor uh, a lot more, just like supporting Trump. You look at North Carolina, where all these companies are pulling out, they're ran by liberals, and pulling out of um, just because people don't want men in the bathroom with little girls. And so if, if, if these issues were out there a year ago or two years ago, but right now it's kind of odd that now it's a big issue. It's just like with anything else. So we do need to kind of stand by our, you know, conservative stations and things because we're in a civil war here with liberals, and this is what they want to do. I, I think I, I think there is no vote. doubt that this is what they want to do, but um, uh, somehow, somehow Fox has got to stop the bleeding here, all right? And, and just saying nothing, stonewalling it, trying to get people to watch it more religiously to jack up the ratings, I don't think is the solution at this point in time. And, and you know, nobody made Bill O'Reilly, if these allegations are true, do this kind of behavior up to 10 years ago. Right. So, but he, he, he would need to get on the air and effectively explain this thing away, where everybody says, well, he's getting a bad deal. He could become a sympathetic figure, turn it all around. He's got to do something. He Deb. does have to do something, but that's a real tricky, tricky uh, line to walk. Well, he's a great talent. If anybody could do it, he could. Here's Dave in Oviedo. Good morning, Dave. Morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I, I have a tendency to agree with you, Bud, in terms of an independent um, investigation. And what comes out of it comes out of it. And if he's wrong, then he gets the consequences. But like you said, stopping the bleeding. If he if he is the victim, then they need to apply pressure. They need to sue all of the people who are making the allegations for the lost revenue, both Fox and O'Reilly. Thank you, Dave. Good take on that. I think you're on the right track. Text line incoming, Yaffe. What do we got? Uh, yes. Um, once again, this is pretty split. One person says I'm a female and I watch Bill O'Reilly, but I think this is a witch hunt to shut down the most powerful man and knows, and they know you start at the top in something like that. Another person says, um, in the O'Reilly thing, we need more info. These are the same companies that endorse convicted felons. I'm not sure exactly who they're talking about. Maybe, um, athlete. I well, I, I gave you some <laughs> of the 22 that have pulled out already. And, you know, yeah. I don't see a common thread among them. I really don't, you know, in terms of their corporate politics or anything. They are all about selling product. And they're very, very concerned about associations and image. All companies are. And they get nervous, you know, and and and, and, that, and that's what they're that's what they're afraid of here. And that's why they're bailing out at least four now on the O'Reilly factor. Twenty two of them. Deb and I will keep uh, you up to date and keep our eyes on this story. Deb, before you update us on the news, phone's still on fire um, off the growing sexual harassment uh, scandal um, that, that is causing, well, now 22 uh, advertisers to pull their spots from the O'Reilly factor. And we've been talking about uh, what is next for Bill O'Reilly and for Fox. And um, we've got a caller right now. You want to bring her on? Yeah, let's bring on Darlene from Orlando. Good morning, Darlene. Good morning. Um, my comment is I want to know who the women are. There really is sexual harassment in the workplace. That That's true. But the fact they won't come out and speak and give details, it makes, you know, I'm just not buying it totally until I hear more facts. Well, it could be. I, I know of one of the accusers, Wendy Walsh. She's been uh, the only public face that I've seen so far. And it's interesting. She is not actually filing a lawsuit. Just she doesn't describing. Want money. She just describes, she's not trying to extort money, Darlene. It's interesting. She just uh, explains 
what what O'Reilly did, she says, in the way of harassment. I can tell you that a producer last name Macris was the original one here, and apparently they settled to the tune of nine million on that about ten, twelve years ago. Those may be the only two names that are out there. You want to hear them all, right? Right. Well, if they're making these accusations, and also thirteen million, if nine million went to one person, the you know the other four million could have went you know to another person. Instead of thirteen, you only have two that follow through. And I kind of have a problem with women who don't follow through, do all the paperwork. Well, I think as well, uh, they could be, you know, bound by confidentiality agreements with Fox News and are not able to, they're not able to come out publicly and talk about it. But I think, you know, what does give credence to the accusations is Wendy Walsh coming out and saying, listen, this isn't about money. This isn't about my suing Bill O'Reilly. This is about the higher ups at Fox stopping this kind of behavior so that you don't end up hearing about these kinds of stories. Thank you, Darlene. Thank you so much. Good call. Much to come on this developing story. What else going on, Deb? Well, the U.N. Security Council will be briefed today, but on the chemical weapons attack in Syria, a meeting of the 15-member council was requested by France and Britain, who blamed Syrian President Bashar al-Assad for Tuesday's attack that killed over 80 people. A human rights group says the dead include 11 children. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Another story that may or may not frost your flakes. I know for me it was like, what? This is crazy. (laughs) But an American footwear company has sparked disapproval on social media over high-heeled shoes for babies. Hmm. Pee-wee pumps. (laughs) Said babies will be the bell of the ball in the shoes. But the BBC reports people are criticizing the company amid a growing concern at what is seen as the sexualization of children. Ah, I wondered what the angle was going to be. I thought it might be, well, it's just like bad for their feet or something. No, but it's, you know, high heels aren't known as, you know, orthopedic footwear. There's a reason why you you wear high heels. Yeah. Uh, Company founder Michelle Holbrook, though, says the shoes are intended as a photo prop only and are meant to be funny and cute. In a post this week on the company's Facebook page, an infant in heels sits on a miniature motorbike with the caption, quote, this little hashtag diva defining cool posing in her hashtag peewee pumps. I don't know, my old fashioned. I just don't have a problem with this. Well, the image was criticized by a number of the site's users who suggested it was wrong and disgusting to portray babies in such a way. Wow. I'll tell you, she wasn't a baby, but when she was, I'll bet you, not two years old, our now six-year-old granddaughter Brindley who loves to dress up as a princess. Oh, My yeah. wife, Linda, Gammy, to her, um, keeps on getting her high heels as her feet grow. So when she dresses up as a princess and she comes over to our house, she goes in and gets her little pair of white high heels and parades around in her princess outfit. And it's the cutest thing you ever saw in your life. Because she is the belle of the ball. Yeah, sure. You know, and I don't know. Is it? Is that just... Um, I don't it, know. I don't I don't have kids, so it's it's hard for me. I'm a little... I have I don't have the problem as much with the heels, but then when you put them on a miniature motorbike, it's I don't know I don't know. Yeah, all right. How do parents stuff. of daughters and you know grandparents feel about that? Nobody comes up with more of those what stories than the Deb Meister. <laughs> I spent <laughs> half my morning going what in the newsroom. Did I really what every day, Yaffe? When we get the Deb segment, it's what <laughs> exactly right. We should just call it the what we, segment. We really should. We really should. <laughs> all right. Give it a new name. So are you going to come back with the news at 8 o'clock? You bet I am. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm counting on it. I, I walked right into that. <laughs> you would have thought I would have saw that one coming. 
All right, the sound judgment's ready to go. Yaffe tells me he thinks this is going to be a tough one to find a winner, but we're going to give our best shot because Michael's going to tell you what the prize is we're playing sound judgment for this morning. Yes, bud. Our prize today is a pair of tickets to Wazi's Meat Market Sunshine State Egg Fest for the Big Green Egg on April 29th at the Radisson Resort at Port at the Port in Cape Canaveral where you get to taste and see amazing food all day long. Over 100 chefs cooking everything from breakfast to desserts on the Big Green Egg. That day you'll get to get a great discount on Big Green Eggs and accessories brought to you by Wazi's Meat Market, Melbourne, and benefits the Candlelighters of Brevard. Get more details at 1025WFLA.com. Two tickets are going to be eaten like a king, a queen, or both on us. It's a great event, and you will love it. Are you ready? 407-916-5400, the number to play Sound Judgment. As you know, I've been calling for Governor Scott to suspend our local state attorney, Aramis Ayala, for her refusal to pursue the death penalty in any cases that come before her. Well, now a growing chorus of state lawmakers are doing likewise. I want you to listen to a little sound from a press conference yesterday in Orlando and then use your sound judgment to name this Florida state representative from the Maitland-Aldemont Springs area. I continue to respectfully ask that you suspend State Attorney Aramis Ayala from her position on the Ninth Judicial Circuit on the basis of Article 4, Section 7 of the Florida Constitution and appoint someone that will handle these future cases in the manner they should and not abuse prosecutorial discretion that is afforded to our state attorneys. All right, that is um, one of our local state representatives, okay? And Deborah Roberts has mentioned the name a couple of times in our news this morning on Good Morning Orlando. Just tell me the name of that state representative you just heard from, and you will be our sound judgment winner. How about we start on line two? Go ahead, line two. Is it Rick Scott? No, no, it's not. He's not a state representative. At last check, he was the governor of the state of Florida. Now that opens up a line for you at 407-916-5400. Let's head on down to line one and see if we can find a winner there. Go ahead. Who was that voice? Sorry, bud. No clue. Thank you for trying another open line. 407-916-5400. Line three. Name that state representative from Alamon Springs and Maitland. Buddy Dyer? Nope. He would be the mayor of Orlando. We've had the governor and the mayor now. Okay. Yaffe? Yaffe, I cling to the thought that this is, in fact, what I've said for 15 years, the smartest audience in talk radio. But we got a few folks who are just a little slow on the uptake this morning, right? <laughs> Let's go to line four. Name that state representative. That's Bob Cortez. Yes. I'm vindicated. But Yaffe was right. It was going to take a while. State Representative Bob Cortez, congratulations on being our sound judgment winner this morning. Thank you, bud. We're excited for you. If you'd be kind enough to give me your first name, I'll write you a note. Absolutely. It's Jeremy from Orlando. Jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y? That's correct. All right. Okay. I didn't want to blow the spelling there. And uh, don't go away, my friend. Uh, We're going to put you on hold, and you and Michael can talk it over and make the arrangements to get those tickets. All right? Right. Thank you. Great to have you with us on the show. Hope you enjoy. Good morning, Orlando. Uh Uh-oh. Silence is deafening. <laughs> he was going to pan me there, Yaffe. I had to cut him off. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead, uh, uh, Michael. You handle that with Jeremy off air. We have our sound judgment winner. 
The Mudman, the Deb Meister, Yaffe, and Michael back with you here on the 50,000-watt front porch. What does the 50,000-watt front porch look like? You know what it sounds like, but now you can win fabulous prizes if you can depict what the 50,000-watt front porch looks like in your mind's eye, okay? It's our brand-new 50,000-watt front porch contest running all through the month of April. I mean, you know, Photoshop, draw, do a cartoon, a watercolor, whatever it happens to be. Ooh, watercolor. Yeah, that too, yeah. If you, know, if you come up with a winning entry here that we think is the best, we'll, we'll use it in our station promotions in the future, so you'll be immortalized. And boy, the prizes are great, Yaffe. Among other things, you get a Cracker Barrel Classic rocking chair worth 180 bucks. You get a $150 gift certificate from to IDC Jewelers and Good Eating at Sam Sneed's $100 on us. And also, you get an invitation to join us, right? That's exactly right. We haven't figured out yet if they'll get to sit in uh, the rocking chair while they're here. But we have nice, comfortable chairs in the studio now. The absolute best. We've redone the whole studio. It's fabulous. You you can actually watch the sausage being made behind the scenes here (laughs) and and watch the show one morning if you're our winner. It's a lot of pressure, but okay. How do you enter, Yaffe? How do we get that done? Well, yeah, go to 1025WFLE.com. It's right there on the front page. Just click on the link, and it gives you all the information. It's fantastic. Entry deadline is... uh, uh, April 30th, and we will select a winner of the 50,000-watt front porch contest, and we hope it's you on Tuesday, May 2nd, right here on Good Morning Orlando. So go to it. Can't wait to see your entry. Horrible story from overseas. Deborah Roberts with the very latest on this Syrian chemical attack that has killed dozens, including a bunch of kids. And um, Senate President Joe Negrin's pet project to fight guacamole water. I don't know what that is, except sounds like it must be green. And green water? I don't know. But we'll find out all about it with Deborah Roberts bringing us the news at the top of the hour. From the Frontgate Realty Studio on a Wednesday morning, visit laurahasthebuyers.com. And from all of us here on, yes, the 50,000-watt front porch, good Wednesday morning, Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. And the top of the morning to you at the top of the 8 o'clock hour as we update you on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning a Syrian chemical attack kills dozens, and Senate President Joe Negron's pet project to fight guacamole water. We'll have the details in one minute. Sounds nasty to me. We'll find out about <laughs> it, and we'll talk about the Susan Rice story. The very latest coming up next here on Good Morning Orlando. Good Wednesday morning. It's 8.03 on News Radio 1025. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson is calling on Russia and Iran to prevent another chemical weapons attack by the Syrian government. In a statement, Tillerson noted that yesterday's attack that killed dozens shows that Syria's president operates with, quote, brutal, unabashed barbarism. Tillerson also said anyone who uses chemical weapons has a, quote, fundamental disregard for human decency, end quote. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. UN's going to take this up, or at least they've been asked to take it up in the Security Council, apparently. Yeah, and they'll be taking it up today, getting briefed on it. And President Trump said in no uncertain terms he blames that on President Obama being too soft on on the Assad regime during his administration. Yeah. So this is a, this is a big story, and it's a terrible tragedy. 
Also overseas, North Korea has fired a ballistic missile toward Japan ahead of President Trump's summit with China's leader. The missile only flew about 37 minutes before dropping into the Sea of Japan. North Korea's nuclear weapons and missile programs are expected to be major topics of discussion during the meeting between Trump uh, Trump and Chinese President Xi Jinping. A Trump administration official told reporters that the clock has now run out and all options are on the table. But one of the uh, highest ranking uh, members of North Korea to defect in several decades had a pretty dire warning saying about Kim Jong-un that if he even sees a tank or even gets a whiff of uh, America threatening North Korea, he won't hesitate to automatically go right straight for his nuclear weapons. This guy, this guy is a loose cannon. Yes, very much so. Even more so than those in his family who preceded him at the head of North Korea. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, This is a story that, uh, that, that... Bears watching, for it, sure. It does. They're saying, you know, it may be too late to stop North Korea from becoming one of the major nuclear powers of the world. They may already be ahead of us on that. Yeah. So, like you said, definitely a story to watch. One of the politicians leading the opposition to the state attorney here in Orlando says it's not a racial thing. Aramis Ayala is the first black elected as a prosecutor in Florida, and she's under fire for deciding not to pursue the death penalty anymore. The backlash in Tallahassee has been described as a political lynch mob. But Maitland Representative Bob Cortez says, no, it's not. I wouldn't consider it a lynch mob. I, and like I said, if this was a white person, this was a Hispanic person, I would be treating them with the, with the same. I respectfully am asking her to consider what she said in her actions and either resign or the governor removed her. This is the fourth time in the past two weeks that Representative Cortez has held a press conference or issued a press release calling on the ouster of Ayala. Meanwhile, Brad King, the state attorney for the Fifth Judicial Circuit, who replaced Ayala, has filed paperwork signaling his intent to pursue the death penalty in the Markeith Lloyd case as it relates to the killing of Orlando Police Lieutenant Deborah Clayton. Also in Tallahassee, the Budget Committee in the Florida Senate takes up a new plan to deal with all that green slime from Lake Okeechobee. Senator Rob Bradley says it includes a new reservoir to filter that lake water before it's released into rivers and streams. Is this the guacamole thing? Yeah, this is the guacamole uh, water. Yeah, okay. I feared that it was. Yeah, here's where he talks about it. It's a necessary component of uh, the larger plan of making sure that no longer do we uh, have a system that dumps guacamole water uh, on our residents. Uh, every time Lake Okeechobee rises to a certain level. Yeah, that southern reservoir is the pet project of Senate President Joe Negron, but there's so much opposition in the Capitol, he's had to reduce the size and the price. Uh Uh-huh. And something, but if you haven't seen it yet, chances are you're going to hear about it later. We may even be talking about it tomorrow, but reality TV star and supermodel Kendall, uh, Kendall Jenner's new Pepsi commercial is triggering a lot of backlash. It's pretty stupid. I've saw it myself this morning. The commercial, which features Jenner, Uh, Joining a protest with a can of soda in her hands is being called tone deaf. Viewers uh, took to Twitter to voice their concerns, tweeting that Jenner is using the popularity of protests to sell soda. Okay, I see. There's the rub for some folks. Well, yeah, it shows, you know, people protesting and then Kendall Jenner shows up and wipes off her lipstick and, you know, gets amongst the unwashed, dirty masses. Yeah. And walks up to a police officer who are on the other side of the protesters and simply hands him a can of Pepsi and the crowd erupts into applause. And what did you think when you watched it? Tone deaf. Tone deaf. Just uh, and, and really just not. 
there's so many other angles they could have taken. I think it trivializes a lot of what's been going on in gotcha. the country. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. These I protests, haven't seen it yet, so I'm. Uh, uh, it's interesting to get your take on it. Plus, I'm just not a big fan of the gender Kardashian Jenner family. I'm no, me neither. Don't understand why. They make millions of dollars for being idiots, but that's just me. That's America. <laughs> yeah, it is. God bless it. It's like, I can be an idiot. Where's my millions? Exactly. <laughs> I am an idiot on a daily no, basis, not. and I'm still broke. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> WFLA News Time. It's 808. Hey, check out News Radio 1025 WFLA's 50,000 watt front porch logo contest. We ran down the prizes all this morning. They're great. Get all the details and find out what you could win at 1025WFLA.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 1025, this is Good Morning Orlando. All right, Deb served up the guacamole water. Wasn't that lovely? <laughs> mm, it goes with your rice you're about to talk about. Yeah, the mm. Susan Rice variety, leaving a bad taste in the Bud Man's mouth. The latest coming up, and you tell me whether you think this is a big story or like CNN that thinks it's no story. 407-916-5400. If you want to get in early, we'll open up the phones. Our text line, 23680. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch on Good Morning Orlando. From the Front Gate Realty Studio, visit laurahasthebuyers.com. All of this in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic updated in just two minutes. So hang with us, if you will, here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. As I said earlier, that has an interesting potential benefit to it. Because anybody who got through the nuclear waste and was still alive probably be glowing in the dark and you'd be able to find the illegals on the first try. You know, I mean, so who knows? We'll see. They they won't decide for another month or two uh, exactly who gets to build the wall. Uh, let's listen to the former Obama National Security Advisor on MSNBC with Andrea Mitchell yesterday, Susan Rice, saying that she was simply doing her job by asking for the names of American citizens to be unmasked for intelligence-gathering purposes last year, and she didn't do anything wrong, anything illegal. It was all part of her job. Let's listen to this. Is she lying again? The allegation is that somehow uh, Obama administration officials uh, utilized intelligence for political purposes. That's absolutely false. There were occasions when I would receive a report in which uh, a U.S. person was referred to. Name not provided, just a U.S. person. And sometimes in that context, in order to understand the importance of the report and assess its significance, it was necessary to find out or request the information as to who that U.S. official was. I leaked nothing to nobody and never have and never would. Is that a double negative? What was going on there? I linked nothing to nobody, leaked nothing to nobody? Yeah, that is Uh, a double negative. Tricky. That's crazy. Uh She also made a clear rice did, although I still think she's lying through her teeth like she did about Benghazi, um, made it clear that there was no direct intelligence collection on anyone in Trump Tower, although she admitted that people in Trump Tower could have had their communications intercepted if they were talking to foreigners, but that there was no such collection or surveillance on Trump Tower or Trump individuals. Interesting how much Susan Rice yesterday seemed to know so much about all of this. Very interesting when you consider she knew nothing just two weeks ago. Remember this on NPR? I know nothing about this. I was surprised to see uh, reports from uh, Chairman Yunus on that uh, count today. So my question to you is, is she lying again? 
I think the intel committees of the House and the Senate need to subpoena her, put her under oath, and get her to testify and see if if we can get a straight answer as to whether she got the word one way or another from then-President Obama. Find out everything you can about the Trump administration. Make it look like you're doing legitimate surveillance as National Security Advisor on foreign operatives and uh, sweep up all you can about what the the Trump team is up to. Um, I think that's exactly what happened. I think it came absolutely from the top. In my opinion, she will give, she will cop the Fifth Amendment and refuse to testify because I think this is so explosive and damning potentially. For her, she could go to jail off this and others as well, and for the former president as well. I think this story is legitimate. I think this story taken out to its full honest conclusion, could be a bigger scandal than Watergate. CNN is telling people not to pay any attention to it, that it is nothing but a distraction engineered by the the Trump administration and media outlets sympathetic to the Trump regime to distract from the Russia-Trump collusion story. And they're telling people not to even pay attention to the Susan Rice story, that it is illegitimate, and they barely cover it. How do you see the Susan Rice story? The way I see it, the way CNN sees it. Call me, 407-916-5400. Is this a big story, no story, or something in between, and where do you think it is headed? Let's talk to the smartest audience in talk radio. And that's you, 407-916-5400, or get on the text line at 23680. We'll uh, get right to that here in a moment. You lied about what you knew about the Benghazi attack being a terrorist attack, not something that was a bunch of Muslims ginned up by uh, an anti-Muslim video that they had seen. She is a liar of the first magnitude. She has no credibility Subpoena her, put her under oath under penalty of perjury, and try to get her story. But I think she'll take the fifth if they do that. Um, I still think this links all the way back to Obama. I think they were paranoid about Trump as he rose in the polls even before he had the nomination. And the whole bit was use somebody like uh, uh, like uh, Rice who, has, uh, who had access to the intelligence apparatus of this country and use it for strictly political purposes to find out what the Trump team was saying and doing so they could plot strategies to embarrass, if not destroy, Trump and his presidential aspirations, Yaffe. And that is very serious stuff. If the intel apparatus of this country um, is being used for political purposes, I still think it's a huge story. CNN will tell you it's no story. How do you see it? Oh, I think it's definitely a big story. I mean, there were even shows on MSNBC that were covering it. Now, they try to put a spin on it in their point of view, but at least they were covering it. The fact that CNN was basically saying, we're not going to cover it. You know, Don Lemon said that and oh, yeah. others, I believe. I mean, to me, that's that's crazy. And Chris Cuomo was saying, you know, we're not even going near the story. You shouldn't either. This is this is like fake news. This is a distraction. How is it, I mean, how is it fake news? I, that's what I don't understand. And if she has to testify yeah. before Congress, 
They'll have to cover it. This was a hot story on your show last night on WFLA, right, buddy? Yes, it was. Actually, I just uh, posted a blog on the Beyond Reason blog site on our website, 1025WFLA.com, talking about this and my take on this as well. What do you, you see? In the, what do you see on the text line? What's incoming on this this morning, Mike? Um, we actually have one person that's going the CNN and NBC route saying not really a story. The real question is why did the names of Trump team members keep coming up in the conversations of foreign ops? Well, from everything I've read, that's really not uncommon with camp presidential campaigns. You're going to talk to foreign diplomats. Absolutely, because if you're going to win and you're going to ultimately take power, you've got to get connected internationally to what's going on. You've got to get yeah. connected to the players you'll be dealing with when you take power. Yeah, from even even Democrats have said that's not that uncommon. No, I don't think it is. So my big question is because Susan Rice kept trying to say, well, you do this for national security purposes. That's why you would unmask the American citizen for national security purposes to get the context. I want to know what was so dire to national security that they felt that they had to do this if there was something there. And repeatedly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. There's right. Some, you know, I smell a rat in this. Yeah, and um, the former U.S. Attorney Joe uh, DeGeneva has this part of the story here. He says that um, that, uh, that 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 she ordered Rice did U.S. spy agencies to produce detailed spreadsheets involving Trump and his aides during the campaign, all the way back to before he even got the nomination and right up through the inauguration. Yeah, Susan Rice flat out denied that part of it, but uh, we'll see what comes up. None of this would surprise me because I don't understand why else they would do it. Do you think she'd testify or would you take the fifth if she was subpoenaed and brought in? You know, I'm not sure because she's one of those people that could just lie with a straight face. So she might just go and lie. She sure had it down well on the uh, Sunday talk shows on Benghazi. Yeah. We know yeah, that I mean, she, for sure. She's typical, you know, politician type that can do that. Well, you know, and, and, and those people who are ideologically in lockstep with the Obama regime, um, I'm telling you right now, I mean, I, I think she she believes the end justifies the means. And yeah. she'll say anything, and, and she'll have no problem with it. The The problem with all this, though, is, once again, it's going to be very hard to prove intent because I doubt there's a paper trail that says intent. So they, unless they find that spreadsheet, you know, there's talk about that would be interesting. But it's going to be very difficult to prove intent. No need, no reason to drop it, however. Well, I that's why needs she needs to, to testify. That's why she needs to testify. Yeah, I just don't know that she would. We'll see. We'll follow it every day for you. Trying to get alongside me here on the 50,000-watt front porch with our bottom of the 8 o'clock hour news update. My partner and co-host, Deborah Roberts. Deb? Thank you, bud. Uh, Russia says Tuesday's chemical attack in Syria was the fault of anti-government rebels. Russia's defense ministry is saying the poisonous gas attack that killed over 80 people, including 11 children in northern Syria, was the result of gas leaking from the rebels' own chemical weapons depot after it was hit by Syrian government airstrikes. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. But what would you uh, think would happen to a restaurant that would ban children? Well, you gave me the headline that right. I shared before you came on, and my tagline was, can they do that? Not, I'm wondering if they can get away with that. Not only did they get away with it, but it's been a boon for business. Because some people say, I don't want a bunch of noisy kids. If I know I'm going to go to a restaurant where it's going to be quiet with nothing but adults, I'll give them my business. I, I can understand that. I would have expected, you know, a backlash. But a North Carolina restaurant is seeing a surge in reservations since imposing a ban on children under five years old. Caruso's, an upscale Italian eatery in Mooresville, decided to impose the ban after asking a family to leave 
when their daughter refused to turn down the volume on her iPad. Oh, I have so many things wrong with that story. Oh, man. If I were her parent or my mom were her parent, she wouldn't have that iPad. You know, if it's an upscale restaurant, I can see you don't know, right. go there and, you know, you could, um, you know, You're you could dropping spend, some good money. You could spend a hundred, hundred fifty, two hundred bucks in a place like that yeah. if it's upscale. And, uh, you know, part of that experience has got to be, you know, the ambiance the way you want it, you know, and, uh, and noisy kids shouldn't be a part of that. But I'm, I'm surprised that, 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 that there isn't some kind of a discrimination issue here. That's what I was thinking. The uh, kids ban went into effect in January. And since then, like I said, sales have skyrocketed. Yeah. Caruso's is reporting about 80 diners a day at the restaurant. That's up from around 50 a day prior to the ban. Wow. So I, I guess noisy kids must have really been an issue for 30 diners a day to be returning to that restaurant. Percentage-wise, that's a huge bump up for them. It really is. I just wonder whether somebody will hit them with some kind of a discrimination lawsuit or some pint-sized John Morgan will sue <laughs> exactly. or something, you know? <laughs> I'm sure the uh, parents of the daughter who refused to turn down the volume on her iPad are uh, filing litigation as we speak. And finally, uh, speaking of kids, a pair of newborns here in Central Florida, Bud, are making news for their Shakespearean names. Oh, really? But it's 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 an even more fascinating story than that. But Romeo and Juliet, I kid you not, were born just hours apart in Leesburg last week. Juliet's mother tells the Orlando Sentinel that she was completely shocked by the coincidence of having a Romeo born in the same hospital, same day, and she named her daughter Juliet. Yeah, those are not common names no. these days. So soon after the births, news of the Shakespearean connection circulated around the hospital, and the two families were able to meet, exchange pictures. They even promised to meet next year when the two babies celebrate their first birthdays. Man, I don't, I don't know if that's a good idea. I know. That, that story did not end exactly. well. Exactly. I was going to say, <laughs> did they read the Shakespeare? Because <laughs> Maybe it, they should keep them apart, yeah, just saying. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Romeo, Romeo, where for uh, Arthur, Romeo. Romeo? Over here in the crib. Wah! <laughs> 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 With that dirty diaper. Oh, good stuff, Deb. You're welcome. We talked about this earlier in the show, but I think it's uh, a, a developing story that has reached such a magnitude that we needed to bring it back because so many of you uh, were not with us earlier in the show and you're listening to us now. Uh, this situation with these women, and this has gone on for many years now, we know it's at least a total of five women claiming that Bill O'Reilly of the top-rated news and all of cable news, the top-rated show, The O'Reilly Factor, um sexually harassed them, that it's just been a repeated pattern, kind of a, a Roger Ailes sort of thing. And, uh, you know, that, 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 and the common thread basically on this is that Riley would, you know, strike up a friendship and, and go out and, uh, and, and talk to the women, and they'd ask, well, how can I advance my career? And he'd give them all kinds of tips, and then he would expect at the end some kind of a sexual favor. Some of this stuff um, in in testimony that is out there is pretty unsavory. A couple of the women's names we don't yet know, and we need to know who they are. But I can tell you this, the explosive news in the New York Times investigative report over the weekend is what put this thing on the map and caused it to explode almost overnight. Uh, When the Times reported, and there is no denial from O'Reilly or Fox to this, that the five women received settlements from Fox News totaling some $13 million dollars in exchange for their silence. Then people began to say, well, this is more than just, uh, uh, you know, some kind of a liberal plot to take down um, O'Reilly 
and Fox News or whatever, that there's something really here. O'Reilly says it's just people trying to extort money from him, um, and uh, and he needs to protect his kids from all of this stuff, and so he's been willing, along with Fox, to settle. Uh, now, here's what's happened. Yesterday morning, we only knew of two companies that had pulled their ads from the O'Reilly factor over these sexual harassment allegations. That number has exploded to 22, and a lot of these are major hitters from car companies like BMW, Mercedes-Benz, Hyundai, uh, Mitsubishi, uh, and it goes to Allstate, Untucket, the shirt company, uh, Caldwell Banker in real estate, Orkin in pest control, and it goes to 22 of them right now, saying that we're just not going to be associated with anything like this, even though O'Reilly says that uh, there's really no merit to any of this. Uh, he hasn't said anything on his show. I think that he can't get away with that anymore. I think he does need to say something in defense of himself and the company. And I think, I don't, I don't know what he would say exactly, uh, because the fact remains, you know, people are going to say, well, really, you're just letting people extort money out of you like this to protect your kids from all the information that might come out of there? And $13 million has been paid out, Bill? Um, I don't know. But, but he's, he's a master communicator. I'm sure if anybody can explain this thing away, it would be Bill O'Reilly. I think he needs to do it. I think further than that, to really make it go away, I believe Fox, the parent company, 21st Century Fox, Yaffe, I think they need to come up with a credible, non-biased investigator. Maybe a retired head of the FBI or something that everybody would believe in that did not have an agenda here and do an investigation and let the chips fall where they may. And I don't know where they will fall, but now when you have all of these advertisers pulling their ads, suddenly the one thing that protects Bill O'Reilly more than anything else from losing his job over something like this, the cash cow he is for the Fox network, that is suddenly placed in doubt. I mean, they're going to have to do something. I I agree with you. I I can't imagine they can just ignore this and think it's all going to go away. Yeah, and and, and there are those of you who may say, you know, Bud, first of all, you shouldn't be talking about this, but I'm sorry it's big enough right now when you're talking about taking down Bill O'Reilly you know, and really damaging the Fox News brand. This is stuff you need to care about. And it's gotten to the point almost overnight where O'Reilly's career may well be hanging in the balance and the Fox brand may be irreparably damaged. What should be done here moving forward? What would you do? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Another thought, Mike? Well, I was just going to say, I, I'm amazed, though, that when Fox loses one of their primetime people, they just replace them with somebody else, and they still do even better. Mm. So, I mean, it would be very hard to do with O'Reilly. Yeah, we're talking about the king of cable yeah. news for 15 straight years he's been on top. But um, yeah, yeah, it's true. They but pay it's him just 18 funny mil a year, happens. and uh, over the last three years, they made almost a half a billion dollars off that show. Wow. It's stunning when you think about it. So what about it, gang? What about your take on the latest I've given you on the sexual harassment scandal surrounding Bill O'Reilly and Fox News? What about it? Do you buy it? And do you buy the fact that they're going to have to do something and stonewalling it will not make it go away? I think that is undeniably true. 407-916-5400. 
Yaffe, what kind of input are you getting on the text line here? How are folks reacting to the news we bring you this morning that it's not two companies who pulled their ads uh, off the O'Reilly factor, off these women charging sexual harassment against the host of the most popular cable news show there is, Bill O'Reilly? Now it's 22 companies and counting. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, some people want to give Bill the benefit of the doubt so far. Uh, one person said just that. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt Sure, for now. I agree with that, but I think there's he's got some explaining to do he hadn't done yet. Yeah. Another person says the Russian collusion and O'Reilly stories are tabloid material. The real stories are Obama administration spying and Gorsuch which um, we've talked about a lot on this on today's show, of course. And it says, but he does he does admit O'Reilly will have to address it. Now, one person has an idea for O'Reilly to get rid of this scandal immediately. How do you do it? He says, if O'Reilly comes out and says he is gay, it will go away. So (laughs) there you go. (laughs) It will go away because then he'll become an oppressed minority. I guess. Everybody will feel sorry for him. Oh, he's gay. Oh, then none of this is possible. Oh, I see it. He wouldn't be going after the women. Impossible. Oh, I get it. (laughs) That was funny. We don't call him the smartest audience in talk radio. Or the or the craftiest for sure. So yeah, there would be he wouldn't go after women <laughs> and oppress minority, right? Oh, gee whiz. Here's Mike in Orlando. What about what's going on here, Mike, and what needs to happen next? Hello, Mike. Hello, Mike. Mike, are you with me on line two? What a shame. All right. We're gonna follow the story right now. Uh, you know, and I know some of you don't like the idea I'm talking about it because you think, you know, I should be supporting Fox, I should be supporting Bill O'Reilly, more conservative view of things. I'm sorry. I'm too intellectually honest to circle the wagons just for somebody that I, you know, that I like and I watch and have the same basic approach to things and ideology that I have. We've got to talk about the hot topics that are out there. And believe me, this has the potential to destroy Bill O'Reilly's career. He could be off the air. He could be gone like Roger Ailes was gone before you know it, okay? And this could really damage the Fox News brand. There is a lot at stake here. There really is really is man that is like almost hard to imagine although he's not as on as much i've noticed like every friday he takes the day off and has a replacement have you noticed that yeah literally every friday lately he's yeah. been doing that like two one or two days a week he's not even hosting anymore yeah, i want some of that action that sounds good to me <laughs> <laughs> right hey enter our fifty thousand watt front porch contest in your mind's eye what does our fifty thousand watt front porch look like with the deb meister the bud man yaffe and company here we've been on the air for years here i know what it looks like in my mind you know what it sounds like but draw how it looks any way you want photoshop um, your artistic skills, whatever it is, and you can enter on our website, 1025WFLA.com, keyword porch. Everything is there. You win fabulous prizes if you're selected as our winner, and the drawing occurs on the May 2nd show, so you've got a while, but make your entry just as soon as you can. You get a Cracker Barrel rocker for your porch, $180 value, $150 gift certificate to IDC Jewelers, $100 gift certificate to Sam Sneeds, Great Eaton, and we bring you in as a guest here on the 50,000-watt front porch. Enter our 50,000-watt front porch contest at 1025WFLA.com. Have a great rest of the day. We'll see you in the morning on the 50,000-watt front porch. And from all of us, thank you. God bless you. And God bless America.